Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Very warm welcome to the Headliner Radio podcast. Today I'm joined by CJ Blair, who's a production manager and front of house engineer for American singer-songwriter Khalid. CJ, welcome to the show, man. How's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me. No, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. It's a pleasure to have you uh, on the show today for a chat. Um, where are you joining us from today, man? Uh, I am in North Hollywood, California today. Cool. Just cool. home base for me. Nice. Is that kind of where you've been based for most of the pandemic? Like, Yeah, yeah, the whole time. Okay, cool, cool. Because I know some guys and girls have been moving about a little bit more recently. Now things have kind of opened up a little bit more. Um, I know things aren't obviously back to a complete normal, but um, yeah, it's kind of kind of getting there now. So um, how have things been for you over the last year, you know, as a as as a, a touring engineer and, and someone who's used to being on the road quite a lot, it must have been a bit of a, a bit of a system shock when the when the pandemic first happened. Um, but h- how have you been coping generally, CJ? And have you been sort of managing to keep yourself productive and busy? Yeah, overall, it's uh, my fiance and I. We've we've been doing pretty well during the pandemic. Cool. Um, I mean, obviously some low points, just like, just like everybody, you know, it's, it's hard and a little disorienting when, you know, you are used to being a busy body and mm-hmm. being out on the road all the time. And then when that comes to a screeching halt, sometimes you don't know what to do with yourself, but we've been, uh, doing best we can. And, and, uh, you know, we did, we did like a little road trip to Detroit to see her family where she's from, you know, the tail end of last year and just kind of camped along the way mm-hmm. and stuff like that to stay at a hotels. And that was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, us being in LA, all these live streams and shoots have kind of picked up more. So, you know, since like August, September, so there's been enough work to kind of keep us busy, which is, which is good, you know, just enough mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. keep you from going crazy. So, <laughs> And, and it seems like things uh, in the last month here are kind of slowly ramping up. So I kind of feel a little change and a shift and, you know, while things are, you know, being safely done. So it's, it's good. It's exciting. Yeah. I think I, it's, yeah. yeah, it's ramping up a little bit. Good stuff, man. Yeah, that's great. Um, lots for us to look forward to then, hopefully this year, uh, which is, which is good. Um, yeah, C- no doubt. CJ, when did you first get started in Live Sound? Before we sort of talk about your role now, um, I'm just curious to know how you kind of started out and um, tell me about some of your kind of early gigs, uh, some of the artists you've worked with and, and sort of some of the memorable moments from over the years. Yeah, for sure. I think I, um, you know, I like some people uh, started in the studio. Um, so I was kind of a studio engineer for years and, and went on tour with a couple warp tour bands and then, and okay. then um, I started doing backline for a band called Heim. Yes. And and I was doing backline and kind of stage managing and was with them for a couple of years. And, you know, so I had the fundamentals of of audio and, you know, how it behaves and sure. how to, yeah. you know, manipulate it and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I had never really done any live, live sound at a large scale so it was, it was a little intimidating to me for sure you know other than like doing live sound in church growing up mm-hmm. and um but uh the front of house engineer who is one of my big mentors and still works for Heim actually uh scott adamson you know he kind of gave me the confidence like you know you just gotta throw yourself into the fire and do it and um so i did and mm-hmm. i've been doing it ever since you know for about the last you know seven eight years 
Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, it's quite a big gig to um to, to sort of get started with Heim. Um, I know they're, I, I suppose around that time they would have just been getting started themselves, but they're mm-hmm. um, yeah they're, they're on first record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean their live shows are pretty pretty cool as well. Um, I really yeah they're a pretty epic live band. Yeah, yeah, that must have been fun. Yeah, um, cool man. I mean, t- and and tell us about your role now. So you're kind of more of a production manager now you're still doing obviously mixing front of house quite a lot as well Mm -hmm. yeah so uh you know it's i especially from like early gigs um you know doing doing smaller tours you know uh usually it's always a dual role whether you're the tour manager in front of house engineer production manager in front of house or all three really um so i've kind of i've kind of had that skill set with me and just sort of you know, leveled up within that, you know, all the way to a worldwide and arena tour mm. doing, mm. doing both jobs, which is, you know, a, a pretty gnarly experience, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love doing, I love doing both, you know, it, uh, you know, it kind of satisfies both parts of my brain, both, you know, kind of like the logistical and, and factual side of production stuff and being able to have that hour and a half or, two hours to mix every night and sort of have the creative part come out of what I love to do. So it's, it's nice. It's nice to stay busy. And, you know, instead of having just a mixing position, sometimes you're, you have a lot of downtime during the day and taking a lot of naps, which I've done that too (laughs) on the road where it's like, I don't know what to do today. So yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it keeps me busy throughout the whole day and, you know, it's a good balance of the both. Cool, man. Yeah, and, and when did you first start working with Khalid, uh, CJ? Because I mean, he's he's a huge artist over there, and and well, worldwide really. He's um, and I, I know his shows are quite dynamic as well, um, which is it must be a fun fun one to work on. So when did you first land that gig? You know, when I first moved to LA in 2016, actually it was I. You know, I just got a random call like, hey, there's this brand new artist that has a show in Long Beach. Um, you know, are you available to do it? And so I did. Never heard of him. I couldn't even find him on the Internet mm-hmm. to just kind of like try and study music or anything like that. Like, what's his vibe? Whatever. Um, and I was like, OK, cool. Well, you know, did a day of rehearsal, went and did did the show. Didn't think much of it. And then got a call back to do his first tour and kind of saw how much you know energy people were putting into him and then finally learning more about his his music and kind of fell in love with it and he's just you know a sweet little young man at that point i mean he was 18 17 18 19 you know um and i've been with him ever since so i've done i've been with him ever since his first show i moved to la and then it was just kind of literally non-stop for about four years yeah that's cool that's cool so it was kind of a uh just a little opportunity that come up um that just on a on an off chance and then you've, you've just been doing that uh ever since yeah exactly cool, I, man. Yeah. yeah i just kind of i saw where it was going and i was like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna hang on to this and build this with him and you know that's what and there's only maybe i think just me and the guitar player oh, really? been there since the very beginning cool now um what's sort of i, I mean it must depend on what kind of venue you're you're working in and, and what kind of show obviously but what's your general process when you're at front of house cj um you know are, are you on a what desk are you on are you on a digico or a, i'm just 
Uh, I'm on an Avid SXL. Oh, nice. Which I love. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And and tell me, just tell me a little bit about your your process when you you know you get into a venue. Um, you've got your stems, or you've you know you've got everything in front of you. What's your what's sort of the the general steps that you take um, when you're setting up the show uh, to just think main things to bear in mind? <laughs> well, especially having the dual role with uh, production manager, I have to really rely heavily on rehearsals of like building a rock solid file sure. for me to kind of carry throughout the tour. Um, you know, and this is like early, like band rehearsals and then, and then just kind of like, you know, I'll be, I'll be the one staying late, even though I've been there all day, you know, staying afterwards for when everybody else is gone and, mm. and, uh, you know, taking the time that I can, cause then I have to wear the production manager hat when everybody else is there the next day. So, um, so I make sure I'm, I'm like heavily, heavily programmed as much as possible, um, you know, for the shows and, you know, cause during, during a show day, I don't have really any time, you know, I have to rely on the systems engineer. I'll come out and listen. And while he's tuning the PA and listen to some zones, uh, just to make sure that the coverage is where we want it and listen to some virtual playback and from the night before and see how the room's behaving, um, you know, on that day. Yeah. 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 But other than that, I mean, I'll, I, uh, you know, I'll be backstage until we're about ready to call the show. And then I run out front and mix the show. And then I run back to the production office for loadout. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty full on. Pretty nonstop. And, yeah. Yeah. And the, and the mixing part, you know, is very condensed of how much time I can really dedicate to that on the day of a show. So I got to find my pockets of time to tweak things yeah. if I need to, you know, on off time really yeah and just making sure you're using your time really efficiently i guess um exactly as, as much as possible yeah yeah time is certainly of the essence when when you're mixing these shows i would imagine um and uh i would imagine Khalid's shows are no different um so is i mean is there anything particular particular for his shows that that you have to bear in mind i know there's is there a lot of instrumentation going on um you know when he's got his mix in in his ears does he like to hear the whole band tell, just tell us a little bit about um kind of the dynamic of of his shows and and maybe how they've evolved uh over the years that you've been that you've been working with him yeah for sure um you know even the word dynamic i mean he's he's a very dynamic singer himself he is, yeah. he, he can sing extremely soft like almost whisper singing and and then, you know, just kind of like have a big belted out ad lib chorus or something like that. So for me at front of house, it, it is pretty tricky. Um, you know, the last tour we did, we didn't, we didn't have like a, you know, a thrust or a catwalk or anything like that, but even so, you know, he, he will jump in front of the speakers and stuff like that. So feedback is a big, is a big thing to fight, you know, yeah, and making yeah. sure that the stage stays as quiet as possible, which, which we did, you know, even like, you know, there's, there's not a singer's single speaker on stage, you know, so that, that sort of helps with, um, you know, reducing the possible feedback, but, uh, yeah, I think just him being a very delicate singer, you know, is, is certainly a challenge, but the, but he sings so well and, and the band is so awesome, you know, it's just, it's just loads of fun, you know, mm. it mm. really isn't like work. It just, it kind of, it just helps you mix a little bit easier mm. Mm. when you're having fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You can have fun while doing the job. It makes it yeah. that much easier. Yeah. 
Um, and I imagine he's been, you know, these days he does some huge venues um, compared to when you would have been working, started working with him four years ago. Um, what kind of considerations do you have to, to take into account when you're doing like a huge arena show, for example, compared to a more intimate venue? Um, I mean, I think, you know, for him, it's no different than any arena show. It, it's, you know, and, and for him, it's same sort of headspace supplies of just making sure that everybody in the arena is having a good time mm. and having a good experience. So even while we were doing full production rehearsals before our first show, you know, he went and sat in like the worst seat in the house, you know, all the way in the back and was like, what does it sound like? And what does it uh, look like from here? Um, Cause I want this person back here to have the same experience as someone in the front row. So um, keeping that in mind and like having that goal every day, just to make sure, you know, from, and from a sound perspective to be like, does it sound great right here? Or does it sound good enough? Or is it just like, just sound like nothing, you know, is someone going to be bummed out sitting here? So, so that's definitely hard, but you know, we're, uh, we're a Claire team and we have, we've been bringing out the same guys, you know, for the last handful of years and they're awesome. Um, my systems engineer, Matt Van Hook, he's, uh, he's amazing and uh, hilarious to have out on the road, but he's amazing at what he does. And, uh, you know, he helps us achieve that every night. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It sounds like there's a nice team uh, going on with, uh, with Khalid, uh, especially in it. Yeah. yeah that's that always Yeah. We got a good difference. family going. Good stuff, man. Um, now I understand you're a fan of uh, JH audio in-ear monitors. Um, I, I am just, indeed. Just wanted to touch on that a little bit, CJ, because I would imagine they're a big part of of your setup, obviously, um, and making sure you can you can provide the me- best mix possible. You know, and there's a lot of communication between uh, everyone that's on stage and, and all the rest of it. But um, h- how long have you been using uh, JH IEMs? Uh, I've been using JH the last couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and they are, yeah, they're they're the best. I mean, especially when you know, you know, kind of amplified speakers have, have gone by the wayside, especially for, for pop and R and B acts and stuff like that. You know, I know rock acts are still using wedges a little bit, but um, just the, the mid range detail is just like second to none. So, and I, and that's, I think the most important, you know, high end, usually you're trying to get rid of it at times and low end, you know, you could throw subs on a stage and you're kind of rolling that off anyways. Um, So I think the mid range detail is, is just amazing and you know the last during this pandemic since nobody's been turning on pa systems at any venues you know i've been doing more monitor gigs so i've been um yeah i've been the monitor guy for the first time in a while um so being able to rely on that and you know i use them to to mix broadcast stuff on the road and all that kind of stuff it's um you know they really tell you the truth and yeah i love them yeah awesome Awesome. So have you found that um, sort of over the last couple of years, the gigs that you've been doing have, have transitioned from from wedges to completely in-ear mixes? Um, when was sort of the point when you started moving away from from wedges and, and just mixing on in-ears? Um, I mean, gosh, I think... Uh, would that have been with Khalid? Was he, would, 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 were you ever mixing wedges for, for Khalid? I think, uh, you know, for Khalid, the first 
the very first tour, he was on wedges. And it's just because he was so brand new, he wasn't sure. comfortable yeah. or used to having, you know, something stuck in his ears and singing. You know, for a singer, it's a lot different than someone just playing a guitar and listening, you know, just listening. But when your, you know, head is actually vibrating a pitch while you're singing and, you know, it's a little bit different of a feel. But I think the last wedge that I mixed was probably for Catfish and the Bottleman. Um, yeah, like nice. 20, 2014, maybe 2013. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's quite a while ago then. Yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> I, I know a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bands and artists have been making the, making the, the leap to, to in ears, but um, yeah, it's interesting. It's a bit of a trend at the moment, I think, isn't it? And, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what models are you using now, CJ, your JHs? Uh, I use the 16s. Nice. Yeah, the JH16s. Yeah, they're great. Okay. Is there anything particular you like about those those models in particular? I'm not sure if you've tried any others. Obviously, there's they've got a bunch of different models, but what's kind of I guess particular advantages advantages do you feel like they bring to to your to your workflow? And you know, when you're uh, in the middle of a show, like you know, it's just that you said you mentioned about the the mids, um, but I can imagine they reproduce yeah. lows very well as well, and and the whole they, kind of yeah. They, d they definitely do. I mean, usually, I mean, I, I guess if you're mixing monitors, you know, usually low end, you're trying not to be tricked by, but they, I'd say I, the low end is extremely tight mm. and like mm. very, very usable with them. And I, I use the low end mostly when I'm doing like broadcast mixes on airplane or something like that, or that kind of stuff. Um, it's doesn't, it's, it's not like a huge advantage to me during a show, even though, you know, more hip hop based stuff, you know, yeah. it is helpful, yeah. but, but the, the mid range is definitely what I rely on for mm. those pieces. And when you say broadcast mixes, do you mean like a, um, a DVD for a, for of a live show or something like that? Or like, a, yeah, 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 exactly. If there's been something that we've pre-recorded or a show that's going out to, you know, Sirius XM or something like that, um, that kind of deal. So Okay. obviously any of the late night stuff you know they have their own guys but but we try and mix as much as possible for whatever we can for any sort of tv stuff sure yeah yeah that's quite cool then i guess the iems are just quite versatile in that sense that you know you can use them for a bunch of different bunch of different purposes and um and they're just consistent right yeah exactly yeah and especially being able to you know just do it wherever like i said do it on an airplane do it in a hotel room and you know you get used to them and they sound great and you know it's going to sound good when it goes out into the world yeah it's helpful yeah absolutely especially man. when time time is not on your side absolutely absolutely uh now um i think i mentioned this earlier and then we did touch on it a little bit um but is there any moments um particularly memorable gigs for you um from over the years you know particular moments where something um you know just a particularly great gig that you could that you can remember or, or perhaps a gig where something uh you know a spanner was thrown in the works and then you guys had to kind of try and get around it somehow is there anything like that that you can that kind of really sticks out in your in your head oh gosh it must be a usually lot. when i get this question uh question. sorry dude <laughs> um you know but for some reason and looking back on it now, it really wasn't that bad. But the first thing that always comes to my mind is uh, this radio gig I had with Catfish in the Bottom and when I was doing monitors and 
stage managing and we had we like flew straight in had a quick changeover and the inner rack that we carried um got inspected by the tsa and they like completely repatched the entire back of the rack um so during changeover i had about three minutes to uh you know patch everything and and load the console and it was just like delay 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 i'm tearing my hair out trying to figure out what the hell is going on it's because tsa duped me so yeah that was um that was like that was probably some of the most stress i felt on a gig but yeah i mean obviously there's loads of others but i mean quick highlight definitely is you know doing a couple nights uh at the o2 in london a couple nights at madison square garden you know those are kind of those those feathers in the cap i guess especially to have them go off well and be like oh cool we did that shit yeah that's awesome man that's awesome uh, are they i mean are they are two of your kind of favorite venues that you've that you've done shows in are there any particular venues that that you really you know just love to work in um the big ones must be cool though they it, they are yeah. i mean i i think it's you know a lot of the prestige and yeah sure and, uh, just because they're they're legendary as well it's there's just kind of a different aura around them mm-hmm. um you know it doesn't make it at the end of the day it's really not that much more special than you know any other arena in the country sure um it's still just a big circle with you know <laughs> endless dressing rooms and a yeah. bunch of concrete and a bunch of plastic chairs in it but um but i don't know i guess i guess uh you know more memorable venues are usually like clubs and theaters and stuff like that and being downtown and you know i i like doing all sorts of you know pretty much every level mm. of mm. of room and stuff like that it's nice to have the the variety or you know amphitheaters and being outside you know it's it's just a different vibe so yeah for sure i love it all to be honest yeah nice man have you done any um immersive mixes because the the jh's they've kind of some of the new models they've been gearing them towards doing um you know atmos mixes or um you know immersive formats is that something you've you've done a little bit of or, or thought about exploring at all um i've thought about it i have not done any of it though it is very interesting to me and i think the technology is pretty cool but uh mm. no it's not something i dove into at yeah. all fair enough man and, and, and what's going on for you this year like obviously i know you said you've you've been doing some shows recently you had some this week um mm-hmm. what's uh what's on the agenda for you dude is uh, i know things are kind of still up in the air at the moment with regards to to gigs and stuff and and a few festivals are coming back but what's uh what's on the agenda well um you know as as of right now like like i was saying you know things are getting a little busier at least around around town here you know i was at center staging doing some rehearsals for five days and uh every single rehearsal studio was packed which i was like this is a good sign yeah you know it's not like we're the only ones here and you know so i'm like people are getting ready to do something um so i mean it's stuff's been popping up and you know i've had handful of gigs you know the last couple of weeks of uh, doing you know same sort of thing of these these pre-taped live streams and you know i'll run monitors for those and then take them back to the studio and mix them for broadcast and you know so as of right now it's kind of that it might be might be doing a vegas residency soon um nice you know and khalid's working on the album at the moment so could be later in the year 
you know, we start doing some some promo and shows for that. So awesome. You know, all positive things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's great. Lots to look forward to then. What's your um because I can see you're in your studio now, CJ. What's your what's your setup like in there, man? Just curious to know. Uh, what bits of gear you've got knocking about in there? I see a couple simps in that in the background. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I've uh, yeah, it's, it's mostly uh, those are those are my fiancés. I okay. don't uh, play <laughs> piano, keyboard, or anything. But uh, but I to my left and right that you can't see, I've you know got a, loads of outboard gear that I actually take out on tour with me too. You know, API twenty five hundred, Neve Master Bus Processor, oh, cool. Fatso, just loads of stuff and. You know, a set of barefoots, and this is where I do all my, you know, post mixes and stuff. And yeah, awesome to my home. It's cozy. Yeah, it's cool, man. So, do you do? I would imagine you do a lot of stuff in the box, but do you like just adding a, a bit of outball, just add a bit of color here and there, those kind of purposes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I don't go like super overboard with anything to that'll end up shooting myself in the foot later on. Um, for recall purposes or anything, yeah. you know, but, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, it's, and the reason why I bring it out live with me too, I think it does help when you run signals through wires, you know, it does kind of add a different flavor. You don't have to, it can still sound great without it, but I don't know, for me, it, I, I enjoy the workflow and I enjoy like, I mean, the sound that it creates, you know, there's a reason mm-hmm. that, that they exist. Does so it translate like when you, when you're using gear like that? like you say with with real wires and real buttons does it when you get that uh when you impart a bit of color on the sound like that or or whatever it might be do they translate quite well to your your in-ears as well obviously because you're i mean they they do like even even the you know the gig that i did yesterday um you know i threw a distressor on her vocal and you know i think i think with monitors it's definitely at least my philosophy and I know some other guys keep it a little more simple. So like, you know, if something stops working in the middle of a show, you don't want to freak someone out. It's a little easier to recover it front of house without people noticing as much. Mm -hmm. So definitely keep it simple. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just, just having that one little piece, it definitely adds like just a little bit of harmonics, just a little bit extra sauce, you know, to me anyways. Yeah. 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 So, and you're the one doing the job. So that's, uh, (laughs) that's what matters. Right. Um, all right, awesome, man. Yeah, thanks so much, CJ, for um, for taking some time out, man, to chat to us. I, I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me. It's all good. It's all good. It's uh, it's been great hearing about what you've been up to. I'm glad you've been keeping yourself busy, and that there's lots uh, lots to keep you busy this year as well. And um, yeah, uh, all the best with everything you've got going on at the moment, man. And uh, hopefully, we'll catch up very soon. Hell yeah, man. Appreciate it. Nice one, man. You take care. All right, you too. Cheers. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.